This is the Pickle Planet Podcast with Jenna and Tosh. Sit back and get a drink. Let's talk about parenting and how to survive it. Welcome to the Pickle Planet Podcast. I'm Tosh. And I'm Jenna. And we are very happy to have you with us again this week. And today we have a very, very fantastic guest with us and a very important topic. And uh, Carrie, if you would like to introduce yourself to the audience. Sure thing. Uh, my name is Carrie Gaskin. I'm a counseling therapist with a practice in Riverview. I'm a mom, mm-hmm. so I, I get all the kids' stuff. <laughs> I'm a wife and a sister and a longtime community resident. A little bit about me. A little bit. Now, uh, she's leaving out the fact that she's like multiple award winner just in this past week. <laughs> yes. Uh, she started uh, the the week off winning an Albert County Chamber of Commerce Award. Congratulations. That's, thank you. And you as well. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, just most recently, you got a very cool award. Tell everybody what that is. I did. Uh, I received um, a volunteer award from the city of Dieppe, which included a commendation from the House of Commons for my volunteer work in um, the free mental health clinic that I run in Moncton Weekly. So that was really exciting. That is extremely exciting. That's huge. Yeah. Uh, So Carrie is the owner of Coverdale Counseling, if you would like to check her out. Uh, And today we're going to talk about a a topic that I I need some serious information on. This is Tosh's counseling session. This is. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, My kids are very jealous of each other, and there's a lot of fighting that goes on in our house. because of the, I don't know, they fight over me. I I guess they really like me, it's which is nice. Yeah, yeah. It's, that, it's well, a who nice problem. Fight over you? That's what we were gonna do. Here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I wanted to talk to you about when is it too much and what's normal. I know that normal is not the right word, but. Uh, yeah, every family has with siblings has some amount of back and forth. And absolutely. Yeah, when do you worry about it as a parent? And those are really good questions. And the thing is. I think it is important to normalize it, right? To recognize that, you know, many kids are lucky enough to have their siblings be their best friends, right? They, they grow up, but the reality is, as long as there's more than one kid in the house, <laughs> some degree of sibling rivalry, jealousy, envy is inevitable, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's part and parcel of it. Um, it often even begins before new baby brother or sister even arrives, yes. right? The older sibling starts to feel <laughs> that, you know, parents' attention is on developing baby stuff, new baby room, maybe older sibling gets moved to a new room, mm-hmm. right? Oh, you're not in the nursery anymore. This is for baby. So there is there is that. And if you're like me, like it, it exhausts you, right? The bickering, <laughs> yes. the squabbling, yes. you, the teasing, <clears throat> yes. and you're just constantly wondering, why? Why are they fighting over who got three French fries and who got two? Mm-hmm. Tosh may have shared that with mm-hmm. me earlier. Yeah, happens um, often. <laughs> who gets to get in the bath first yeah. versus who gets in last? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we all want to figure out kind of how to create warm, close relationships, promote that in our kids. Because, you know, and I I think about as we are aging, you know, our parents are aging. And someday it'll just be me and my brother. Yep. Right? So wanting to create that warm relationship for our kids so that someday they have each other. Right? And it's... It's hard. It's yeah. hard. And there's so much that makes you feel furious, right? helpless, maybe out of control, exasperated. You feel completely overwhelmed. You're just exhausted by it. And you worry that your kids might get physically hurt. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's my, like, that's when I jump in. That's, like, that's yeah. your moment, oh, right? No, your hands are on his neck. No. They, yeah. Yes. And <laughs> I, 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 I think that serious yeah. physical harm is definitely an intervention moment for sure. But we also worry about emotional harm, right? And I, I actually have seen adults who are carrying around stuff from when they were a kid. There was that pivotal moment in their childhood when a sibling said or did something that stuck with them. Mm-hmm. And they're carrying that hurt well into their adulthood. Um, we worry that our kids might become bullies, right, if this is how they're behaving. We worry that they're going to have poor relationships, that they lack empathy. And these are all, you know, kind of appropriate worries for a parent to have. So just, like, rest assured, those are normal, whatever normal <laughs> the heck means. Yeah. Um, you are not alone. Thank you. <laughs> you're definitely not alone. I mean, I often say that I haven't met a normal person yet, mm-hmm. um, but there are natural common concerns. And... It's amazing to me as I work with with parents and I work with kids, the profound diversity of ways that kids can find to tease, taunt, torment each other, name-calling, blaming, um, stealing things from each other, lying about behaviors, looking at each other. Looking. Oh, yes. Looking. I have one that is so good at that. Exactly where it comes from. (laughs) That that look at that little, like... Yeah. yeah, that hidden little, like, you can't see what I'm doing, Mom. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah or, no, I can't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can see it because yeah. I've done it. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. 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 All of those things. And then progressing into more physical behaviors, you know, the hitting, the, the, the kicking, um, even tattling, right? And we can talk a little bit about some of those, some of those as we progress. Um, it feels unnecessary as yes. parents, right? We yes. look at it and think, why? Why is this happening? And ultimately what it boils down to is that our kids are competing for resources and for limited resources. Mm-hmm. Now that may be the TV remote. There's only <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs> right? Or it may be mom or dad's attention. We're competing for that resource and we are we are biologically wired for survival. Right. So on a very instinctual level, it is that sense of I need to get the things that I need. And if you're in my way, better watch out mm. right yeah. so and different children will have different responses to that and so sometimes sibling rivalry the degree of it will depend on a child's temperament um you know your child who is more withdrawn is more likely to be the recipient of some of that stuff <laughs> second child second child yeah. um yeah. or maybe maybe you have a child who is um who is very good with words <laughs> and their their way of kind of destroying their sibling is to cut them down at the knees with their words and then maybe you have the more physically aggressive child who will like you know crack them over the head with a dinky toy so there's different kinds of things that go on and i think jenna you made the good point of when do we step in mm. right when do we step in and i i kind of look at it like traffic lights so green okay they're arguing they're disagreeing. I know it's round 57 with no end in sight. <laughs> yes. right? There's no TKO, I hope not, yeah. on, the, <laughs> on the horizon. But are they actually learning conflict resolution exactly. skills? Right? And this is where, where our kids learn those first skills is with their siblings, mm-hmm. right? How to resolve conflict. So if there's no kind of escalated voices, um, if there's no slamming doors, if there's no name calling, if you don't anticipate any physicality, that's a green light. Let them figure it out. Resolve it. Yellow light, the voices are starting to escalate, right? Mm, Okay, we might be approaching danger zone here. I'm going to listen. And then red light, yeah, name calling, physicality, doors slamming, those kinds of things. So knowing that those are kind of the levels in which we Mm -hmm. intervene. Um, really great strategy that I that I love is 
if you're listening and you hear that yellow light mm-hmm. and the voices are starting to get a little okay yeah I think this, <laughs> no, I think this, this could go, go yeah. south really quick just calmly walk into the room Instead of, I don't care who started it, right? Because that's sometimes where we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't care who said what. Yeah. Rather than I can that, hear that. <laughs> right? I heard you. Um, rather than doing that, walking in and just saying, hey guys, in five minutes, we're all going to go outside for a little while. Now, I know that, you know, given this past winter that lasted nine and a half months, <laughs> yeah. um, that may be challenging. It's Guarantee. To switch. It switches right. things, right? It switches the mindset, and they're thinking, oh, we're going to go outside. You don't stay. You walk away. Go have a cup of coffee. Enjoy that hot coffee. Because it's, you know, it's a rare thing. <laughs> it's a rare thing, yeah. <laughs> It's a rare thing. <laughs> then go back in in five minutes. I, I would 95% say that they've switched gears. Hmm. That they're, they've found a new game to play. That they're raring to go outside and splash around in the puddles. But it's just that, that redirect in a mm-hmm. calm way, right, can be a really helpful way to encourage kids to... Take a breath without coming in and saying calm down because nowhere in the history of the world has anyone ever calmed down yeah. from being told to calm down. Yes. Right? Yeah. It's like a red yeah. flag. You gotta be sneaky yeah. about it. You gotta yeah. be sneaky about yeah. it. You've gotta you've gotta be really clever about how you get your kids to calm down. Yes. And then when it's that time of day where you this is round fifty seven, right. it's hard for as the parent to to Remain walk in there calm. calmly. And that's Absolutely. that's where I get to like every night I'm making supper and it's going and going and going in the background and then I lose it. You lose it. Yeah. And that's, and that's really important. You know, our kids, our kids learn what they live, right? So if our role model is um, snapping and, and into kind of verbal aggression or loud voices or slamming doors or slamming down that cutting board because I'm just trying to make dinner, yeah. um, that's what they're going to do. Right. So, and it can be really hard, of course, in the heat of things to, to take that step back. Um, so a, a strategy that I use actually with probably most of my clients, children and adults alike, is stop. Okay. Okay. So you've got that moment. You're you're trying to cook dinner, which is not your favorite thing to do. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you're already in the stress. Yeah, I'm you're already, already there, yeah. right? Um, it is round 57. The kids are just like on your final nerve. Picture a stop sign in your head. Okay. See it. That big red stop sign with that beautiful, you know, reflective octagon and say stop. Not to them, no, no. to yourself, yeah. internally. Yeah. Inter- yeah. And like, this is not something you necessarily want to say when you're worked up in the grocery store line because people tend to look at you. Yeah. Um, but just, you know, stop and picture it. Picture the stop sign. So that's the S. Okay. Then T, take a breath. Hmm. Slow breath, low and slow. And what that does, it gives us a moment, right? It gives us just a second, but it also drops our cortisol levels, which is our stress hormone. Right. When we're living in elevated cortisol all the time, we're at higher risk for things like heart attack and stroke. And then, you know, we really don't want that. Mm-hmm. Right? Not no. last I checked. No. 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 The older we get, the more that's... The more yeah. that's an issue, yeah. right? Yeah. So stop. Take a breath. Take two or three if you need to. Right, right. right? Yeah. You know? So stop and take a breath. Then observe. Okay. In this moment, what's really going on? If I asked you quickly, you'd say, I'm angry. But that's like the top of the iceberg, Right. Underneath is what's actually going on. So observe your own reactions. What am I really feeling or experiencing in this moment? I'm on a time crunch. I've got an event to get to, and I just need to get this done. I'm feeling frustrated. Or, you know what, I had a really crummy day at work. I said something that I feel like is stupid, so I'm embarrassed, and I've been chewing on that all day. Right. Right? Or I'm tired. 
I'm just plain old hungry. I'm basically yeah, like, you're hangry. you know, yeah, I yeah, need yeah. a Snickers bar. <laughs> right? I've never eaten one in the pantry, by the way. Yeah, um, never. never. No, I had those in the van. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It's um, a solo adventure. <laughs> so it's kind, of, it's kind of like that moment when, you know, when you're a little girl and you're scared of the dark and there's that monster under the bed. And the minute you turn the light on, and you see, oh, it's my Barbie camper. I didn't actually have a Barbie camper. I would have loved to have had one. But it's that Barbie camper. It's, it's not a from monster. Childhood that yeah. stays with it you, still right? stays with me. Yeah. Um, as soon as we name it, as soon as we identify it, it's less scary. And then we're in charge. It's that emotion, that, that emotional dysregulation is not in control anymore. We are. So stop. Take a breath. Observe. What am I really feeling or thinking? And then proceed with the plan. Okay. Hey, guys, I see you really want mommy's attention. You know what would be great? Let's make a game. Who can get the knives and forks on the table fastest? Right? Who would like to help me chop celery? I mean, age-appropriate right. stuff, yeah. right? Um, who would like to stir the pasta and, and get them involved instead of, would you guys stop and get out of the kitchen? It's like she's been listening. I was going to say, <laughs> <laughs> my house. Like, they are recording on my yes. Google Home video. Yeah. <laughs> So creepy. Um, <laughs> but really, just, you know, finding some tools that help you de-escalate. And what you're doing in that moment, you're not just calming yourself. You're showing your kids really good coping skills mm-hmm. and how to how to be regulated, which is going to, you know, benefit them in the long run. Absolutely. Okay. Things, <laughs> things, to, things to think. And then... I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this tonight. Yes. Yes. Tonight, <laughs> dinner time. I've got this. Okay. My next question rolls into... How do we know when our kids may need therapy? Mm. Maybe not necessarily for the jealousy thing, but anything in, in general. general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, pardon me. I, that's you know that's a really important question, and it will vary from child to child, right? Because everybody has different coping skills. Everybody's able to to manage their um, their stressors in different ways. Key points: if what your child is experiencing emotionally is interfering with their sleep. Right. If it's if you see changes in their appetite, either eating more or eating less, um, withdrawing from friends or peers, maybe refusing to do an activity or a sport that they were really, really into before, um, choosing to isolate themselves, you know, from the family, maybe just wanting to spend time in their room by themselves, not engaging Um, a normally talkative child who is quieter, um, a normally pleasant and compliant child who is suddenly aggressive or argumentative. These would be good opportunities to start the conversation. Um, and obviously, you know, serious things like self-harm are, right. are important. Um, and self-harm takes many different forms. Uh, but those would be moments for, you know, immediate intervention. But starting the conversation. So, you know, hey, Jen, I noticed that you're, you're kind of quiet lately. You know, do you want to talk to mom or would you like nope. to talk to somebody else? You're like, no, that's all I get. No. no. <laughs> but listen, and, and just having, and, and kind of front loading that conversation but. saying, you know what? There are people whose job it is just to hang out with kids and that you can that's tell a nice them way something. To frame it. Mm-hmm. Right? I like that. Yeah. I hadn't thought of framing it that way. Right. That's Rather nice, than this yeah, is nice someone wording. safe to talk to, it's someone whose their job is just to hang, hang out, out with kids. Them. So when kids come to my office, they'll have, you know, I've got slime. Which is basically banned in my house. You know, maybe some Lego. We'll you know haul out the colored pencils, the markers, the glitter. Seriously, things that I would not have in my house. Glitter. Um, <laughs> this is why the kids come back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To play with the fun. Yeah. Yeah. It carry. gives them an opportunity to engage in a safe way. So we might play sorry or trouble, and just and just then start the talking. And so if you frame it to your kid around, this is a place where you can go and just hang out with someone who really likes kids. 
and we'll just listen to you. And you know what? She doesn't have to tell me mm. what you're telling her. And that's really important that they know that this is a safe place, that it's not about keeping secrets. Right. Because I always tell every child, if there's something that I think mom or dad needs to know, we're going to tell them, but you and I are going to figure out a way to tell them together. Right? So that kind of gives that child that, that sense of, there's somebody on my team. Right? Right. When, and when a child is experiencing bullying, intense anxiety, any of those things, they can feel very alone. So knowing that they have someone who's, you know, Team Sally is really important. Do you have an age limit? Like in your practice, do you, is there an, I mean, they obviously have to be able to speak. Clearly, yeah. yeah. Um, right now, I'd say probably my youngest clients around seven. Okay. Yeah. Um, right. I have seen some younger kids, but just generally that's about, around grade two or three is when mm-hmm. parents start to really notice changes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I think it's, for me, that's kind of that age where you're like, oh, okay, this isn't just a phase. This isn't part of, like, I think a lot of that early stuff, yeah. you can kind of be like, ah, I think this is just, mm-hmm. you know, them learning how this part works. Exactly. But if it's still going on by the time, yeah, you're, like, hitting seven, eight, you're like, oh, you're like, no, oh, this, this is a th- pattern or this is a, this, this is actually this is, a thing. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's really important to, to be mindful of that, right? That, okay, this isn't just a we moved houses and they're feeling a little bit displaced. Mm-hmm. This is lasting Right. And so it's also when we're thinking about when do we send our kid to therapy, how long has this been going on? Did it just start this week? Okay, let's wait it out a little bit. Still still happening, still happening. Okay, we need some intervention. And there are some fantastic therapists in Moncton for kids. There are some really phenomenal folks here. We're, we're very yeah, fortunate. Yeah, every now and then when I look it up, because I'm just kind of amazed at how many there are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think it's also something that people don't think about as much and don't realize. I think people are more so now starting to mm-hmm. think of it. Yes. But for years, it was not a common thing. Not so much, yeah. Of. Exactly. But there are some really phenomenal practitioners here in the greater Moncton area. We're very fortunate that way. Well, and I've noticed a lot of attention in the school system as well. I know especially Mm -hmm. our school is just fantastic and amazing. And, you know, everything from within the classroom, the kids are doing meditation and Mm -hmm. yoga and calming techniques Mm -hmm. in class to having a counselor in the school and having, you know, these they do these really great little groups where they'll take kids from a couple different classrooms, a couple different ages. And spend some time together. And spend some time, yeah, working on... You know, they actually, like some of the coloring sheets I've seen them do are exactly the same ones that I've printed That you would off. do, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. right? From, yeah. the, you know, Big Life Journal and like, you know. Yeah, Big Life Journal is a phenomenal resource yeah. Yeah, for and parents. You and can, you can find all this stuff for free online. Absolutely. And, you yeah. know, if your kid's old enough to read, just I just kind of keep leaving them on the table. Well, and there's, there's, yeah, someone will pick these up. <laughs> Somebody's going to yeah. yeah, I know what I do. That's kind of my strategy. I'm like, oh, do we need this? I'm just going to leave this here. But you, you know, can and, read and there's it. some really great It's not resources. a bad strategy, though. It is not oh, bad. Yeah, right? no, just leave right. it there. Yeah. Um, Big Life yeah. Journal, you mentioned that. Mm-hmm. I was going to mention it. It's a really fantastic resource for parents and kids alike. Um, they have amazing printables. Mm-hmm. Um, with girls, um, the American Girls series of books. They oh, have, yeah, they have some really great resources. You know, Smart Girls Guide to to worry a smart girl's guide to to friendship troubles i heard I, a lot of people reference that one when it comes to dealing with puberty and questions yeah the around care and keeping of you it's mm-hmm. an excellent book oh, and it's totally yeah. age appropriate around what do i what is happening to me <laughs> right not judy yeah. bloom are you there god <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what i got here right. you go <laughs> So these are really age-appropriate and inaccessible language. So there there are some great resources out there that are really easy for parents to to grab and, you know, share with their kids. And that was one thing that was on my mind is how, as the parent, do you decide when you need the help? Same, Same criteria, right? Is it interfering with my sleep? 
Is it uh, affecting my, my relationships? Is it affecting the relationship with my kids? Um, is it interfering with my work? My appetite? Uh, you know, am I, am I binge watching Netflix, eating, you know, covered bridge chips? And, <laughs> Again, and, why are these people in my house? <laughs> <laughs> have I started to withdraw from, from activities that I enjoy, right? These would be the same kind of markers. Maybe I should talk to someone, right? Um, I'm holding an anxiety workshop this week for um, parents of kids who have anxiety symptoms. So that's, you know, I'm looking forward to that. We've done this a couple of times, and it's a great way for parents to kind of get some resources and tools that also are really helpful for themselves. Yes. Right? Um, the biggest piece, and I, I I talk about it, and it's a bit of a, you know, social media meme. I'm self-caring today. You know, <laughs> hashtag self-care Saturday. Yeah. Um, but I, I really frame it around not so much that self-care. I'm going to the spa and I'm, I'm eating hand-dipped chocolates. Although, you know, if you're willing to pay, I'm in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm totally there. We say that all the time. Oh, yes. Someone's yeah. going to send us. Yeah. We'll go. Yeah. I will, yeah. I will, we'll I will test it out. We'll let you know if it works. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but, but reframing that as self-compassion and giving yourself permission to take care of yourself so that you're better able to take care of the littles in your life. Right? And we talk all the time about the oxygen mask analogy when you're flying. And it really is true. If you can't breathe, you can't help anyone. So taking the time, and this is like the first thing that I tell parents, taking the time to make sure that your well is full. Right? Because you can't keep dipping into it and yeah. expecting the reserves to be unending. We need to replenish so that we can be the best possible moms and dads and caregivers for those littles in our lives. And they take so much of your well, even if it's full. Oh, yeah. When you first they get do, up, right? It's, they do. But they, they really do. Like, by the time you're, you know, your breakfast is done and they're on the bus going to school, I'm already spent. You're yeah, ready for like, a shower. Yeah, right? Yeah. A second oh, yes. breakfast. And yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's absolutely. true. So, you know, just making sure that you're recharging is, is critical to ensuring that you're best suited to support them through whatever they're experiencing. Perfect. Uh, a big problem these days, and I'm sure it always has been, but now people are more aware of it, is childhood anxiety. Yeah. What um, are some, some main points or things for parents to notice right away that their kids may have anxiety? I.e., I have a nail biter, and she's only four. Right. And she's been biting her nails since she got teeth. So, mm. like, was she born with anxiety, or is that a habit? So, anxiety, yes and no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes and no. Yeah. Um, so, you know, really simplistic description. Anxiety is an emotion that's felt in our bodies, right? It's felt in our bodies. It's it's chest pains. It's tummy aches. That's a big one with kids, right? Yes. The, the sore tummy. Um, your pediatrician will probably call it functional belly pain, hmm. right? So it's not that it's caused by any biological factor necessarily. They don't have, your kid doesn't have worms, you know. It's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know they don't have a GI infection. You know, it's not that. It's, it's a functional belly pain that is a result of anxiety. That's really common. Um, again, the sleep disruption, nightmares, sweating, rapid heart rate. Maybe they're cl you see them clenching or tensing. So all the same things that we would experience as anxiety, you know, physical symptoms that mm -hmm. your kids are experiencing, and you may see it. Um, they may say, Mommy, my, my chest feels funny, or I feel foggy, or I can't remember things. Right? Those would be good examples of some of the symptoms we could look for. Um, and again, withdrawing, deciding that they don't want to be with their friends, um, describing nobody likes me, mm. right? I don't want to go to school. So school refusal is a really big one. Daycare refusal, school refusal, really big one. Um, regressions, suddenly wanting to sleep in mom and dad's bed again after having been on their own for a long time. Okay. Those would be good examples of what you could see in anxiety. 
Okay, excellent. I think that um, we should, we, we're running out of time. Mm -hmm. So I think we should have Carrie back to talk oh, more about that another day. But yeah, I think that's a, yeah, that, that, that one's a hard one in our house these days. That yeah. whole like trying to decide when it's like, you don't want to go because there's an anxiety issue mm -hmm. or you don't want to go because you'd rather stay home and play. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that so is a difficult one. It really that, is like, a hard one. You're right. Yeah. And that is like that's which a whole one episode. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it really is. And it's so it's so determined by each kid. Right? It is. Each kid, yes. Some kids just don't want to go to school. Others don't want to school go because of a reason mm -hmm. that they need. That's help right. With, and so. I, I know with my two, I could say, okay, that's because anxiety. That's because. <laughs> It's yeah. way yeah, more no, fun. You're going. Yeah. It's way more yes. fun. Yeah, Paw Patrol's yeah. here. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay, so before we go, uh, how about we tell everybody how they can find you? Sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. Easy. Um, so you can find me online at uh, coverdalecounseling.ca. That's counseling with two L's because we're in Canada. Um, <laughs> just had to, you know, get my English degree you background know in there. I yeah. wondered why there was, then that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's yeah. Canadian. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, well. yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're uh, the writer, not me. <laughs> <laughs> So it's Coverdale Counselor in City Council. As That's well. right, exactly. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Facebook, <laughs> same place. Coverdale Counseling on Facebook, Instagram, Coverdale Counseling. Um, you can find me on Pinewood Road in Riverview. I'm easy to find, right across from the fire station. So yes. Super convenient. Lots of parking. Um, you can give me a call 830-6998 or email me info at coverdalecounseling.ca. Perfect. Lots of places. Lots of places. I love it. That's fantastic. You're easily accessible. Try to be. That's right. And you do free clinics on Wednesdays. I do. Um, yes. This is for adults. Yes. Um, so it serves uh, those 18 and over in the greater Moncton area. And that's with the Canadian Mental Health Association downtown in Moncton. It's a free clinic. So like zero charge, accessible for everyone. Um, call the uh, CMHA on Tuesday afternoon to book your appointment, 859-8114. And I also do see a fair number of, I hold seats in each of my workshops in my private practice for pro bono. So if someone is, is really needing to, to work on an area and I'm offering a workshop, call me, message me, and I'll see what I can do to get you a free seat. Awesome. Thank Fantastic. you so much. All right. Thank you.